When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We finally made it. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, emergency pod. <laughs> Bo, for the first time in 36 days, the Arizona Cardinals have a new head coach. His name is John Gannon, the defensive coordinator for the NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. We had known about this for some time, that it was trending this way. But Luana Rumo, Mike Kafka were told respectively by the organization they were going in another direction. They had kept... Mr. Gannon in Arizona for the, the better part of 48 hours. And now you have the coordinator, 40 years old, set to become the new head coach of the franchise. Your initial reaction and thoughts. Yeah, new leadership, somebody that can really relate to players. Of course, the architect, the guy that orchestrated the second best defense in the NFL this season. A lot of people hung up on that Super Bowl performance, especially in the second half. But as far as Jonathan Gannon, everything that we've heard, especially during that week out on Radio Row, Johnny, was that Jonathan Gannon is a rising star, relates to his players as far as his scheme. It's simple, but it's also something that can be ferocious. We saw the the pass rush, one that produced the third most sacks in NFL history. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals, the future is bright. They finally landed on after a 36-day extensive exhausting search. They got their man. It's not Sean Payton. It's not D'Amico Ryans. It's not Brian Flores. It's a guy that Monty Ossonfort identified was he made his prep to become an NFL general manager last summer. Somebody he identified having the it factor. So the Arizona Cardinals fan base has to be excited about this one. For everybody who's on the fence about Jonathan Gannon, I can understand everybody's been super vocal after the Super Bowl, and rightfully so. You're you're, uh, uh, allowed to have an opinion. We want and encourage you to have an opinion, but there's no disputing. This is a Monty Ford hire, and I think the biggest piece of information that we can take away from this was that Michael Bidwell, it looks like, has empowered his new GM to go about his business and hire a head coach that he believes in. Now, it's not everybody's choice, right? I think it was going to be hard after Sean Payton to please almost everybody, right? This was going to be a little bit of a volatile situation. But what we did not want to have happen, Bo, was what we've seen with Kime and Kingsbury and Steve Wilkes, 
really since the first time since Bruce Arians was here, where you've got a coach now who's been empowered by his GM, who's going to hire, I believe, the best staff out of any of these guys. With all due respect to Luana Rummel, I feel like Jonathan Gannon has has the best tools to, to bring in an energetic, established staff to get this team where it needs to go. And kudos to Michael Bidwell. He went through the vetting process. They hosted the Super Bowl. We're throwing arrows at him left and right. And in the end, he said, I presume... This is somebody that my my new GM, Monty Ford wants. He's put together a list dating back to last summer. We know that from Albert Breer. And who was on that list? Jonathan Gannon was on that list. So this is not a flash out of the pan, Michael Bidwell meddling, forcing this hire. This is somebody that's going to work lockstep. They have a relationship, that being Monty Ford and new head coach John Gannon. So the players that you presume are going to be drafted in April – are going to be on the same page with this head coach and this organization come the fall. There was a distinct disconnect between Kime and Kingsbury and Vance Joseph, even a little bit of Bruce Arians and Steve right. Wilkes. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a copacetic group. The cohesion is there. Whether or not it's going to work, I don't know if it's going to work, but at least now you have a semblance of a competent organization where everybody's on the same page. Right, and it was, look, I mean, Michael Bidwell said, on Black Monday, when they fired Cliff Kingsbury, when they announced the official resignation of Steve Kime, that they were going to cast this wide net and that they wanted to kind of tap in and, and re- kind of reevaluate their franchise. And, you know, we, we can go through this now with the benefit of hindsight, looking at the si- Sean Payton situation. You know, Sean mm-hmm. Payton comes in on a Thursday after or Thursday, stays until late afternoon, spends close to eight hours in the facility. And then, you know, did he get... Uh, impatient as far as the Arizona Cardinals they've wanted to talk to Gannon and they were steadfast with that approach Monty Ford identified him as one of those guys I like that it was his guy and Bidwell empowered his new GM to do so yes. but it does look like it, with, with in hindsight that the Arizona Cardinals this was the plan the entire time it wasn't like the Steve Kime era where it's like well shit that didn't work let's pivot to Plan B, which we have no clue what it is. Let's figure out. Let's lift some rocks and see what's under them. No, this was mm-hmm. like, hey, this is one of our guys. Because of the new NFL rules, we can't talk to him because we couldn't get him in for a first interview. We couldn't interview him for the first time during Super Bowl week because of those NFL rules. And it was just all these different variables that played into it. They got screwed. Their their search got you know longer and longer but they seemed consistent with who they identified as the top candidates, and they landed on one of the guys that they believe in to lead this franchise in the future. One consistent denominator, common denominator you hear about Jonathan Gannon, vocal, leader, leader of men. That's what was important in this coaching search. Everybody's hung up on the defense in the second half of the Super Bowl, and I sympathize with that, although he did lead the second-best NFL defense by statistics in the league this year. They were, what, six in DVOA? Like, his defense was elite. But more so than just a specialized side of the ball, which the Cardinals have tried with Cliff Kingsbury, Michael Benoit-Monty Ford wanted a football man that could lead this 53-man roster. We go back, I talk about it at nauseum. Bo's probably sick of me saying this. The, The Michael Bidwell piece in Hard Knocks, where he sidestepped Cliff Kingsbury, and basically tried to hold the team accountable himself. He said, guys, we got people in here cutting corners. He couldn't trust the prior staff to hold the team accountable. And that goes way beyond X's and O's. The Cardinals so many times, especially begin 2022, were not prepared for football games. They, they, they took a relaxed, nonchalant approach to the 2022 season, and it showed they were an embarrassment. So at the very least, they need somebody 
that's going to rile up the troops every week, have the preparation in mind to go out and execute, to get guys to buy into what the Cardinals are about to do, about to embark in. And then the schemes and this and and you know the philosophy and the analytics and the personnel hopefully will all follow. But they needed an elite leader of men outside of just offense and defense and blah blah blah. I'm excited about the hire. I've made no you know mistake of this was my preference over Anna Rumo. This was my preference over Kafka. It's not my first choice. We put out our list back in November. Jonathan Gannon wasn't in my top five. I don't think he was in Bo's top five. But the longer this process went and the fact that Monty Osenford identified him as one of his premier coaching candidates, that's good enough for me. I've been following this franchise for 30 plus years. The, the, the bare minimum for most franchises is cohesion. Cardinals have never had that consistently. They have it now. No. Yeah, you're exactly right. Great, great points. When you look at the final three as it came down, you know, yesterday we heard that Mike Kafka was no longer a candidate after getting two interviews with the team as recently as last week. And then Lou Anarumo was, a, you know, the, the, the finalist, the second runner up to Jonathan Gannon. And you look at those two candidates and you feel like, OK, I think Gannon has the best of, from both of those coaches. Right. You've got a rising star. But you've got a little bit more experience under your belt with Gannon than than Kafka, and then you've got a guy like Lou Anarumo, who's been fantastic the last two years of his five years as the defensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals, fifty-seven years yeah. old. But you're looking for somebody potentially to lead your franchise that's maybe more relatable to players. Now, when we were on Radio Row last week, we had a chance to catch up with Andrew Sandejo, and then he says that's. Gannon's number one quality. Here's what Andrew had to say. Yeah, I think with Gannon is like he just wants to keep it simple. Uh, he has a good insight into what the players want. And I think a lot of these younger coaches now, they can relate to the players better. You know, there's a couple old school coaches out there. And, and I think that that wave is kind of getting pushed to the back. And now it's these younger coaches that can relate to the players and they know what they're going through. Um and so I think that's why, you know, I think he'll get a shot somewhere. Is that a fine line, though? Because, I mean, we cover the Cardinals here on this podcast, and Cliff Kingsbury was known as a player's coach, right? right? And almost to a fault, you know, as an up-and-comer or as somebody who you're not a boomer, you're not a millennial, you're a Gen Z type guy. I mean, is that something that you're looking for? And sometimes can it go the wrong direction? Do you need somebody who's more structured and be able to kind of cut off where – you're not exactly the friend. You're still the head coach. Yeah, you gotta you gotta play that fine line of yeah. knowing that, letting everybody know that you're still in control, but um, you know, not being the coach that's just constantly on everyone's ass and making work not enjoyable. You know, like when the guys are in the at the facility practicing yes. and and you're having fun, that's when you're gonna play your best. When you're kind of stress free versus someone that's just you know in your ear all the time. So I think that's kind of where he would fit in of you know, as a coach. It also is Andrew Zanteo. I don't know if he was joking. I don't know if, if John Gannon was joking with Zendejo, a guy who played 12 years at NFL safety said that Gannon always said, always maintained. Like if he ever got a job as a head coach, he's going to be a safety coach. We'll see if Gannon's a man yeah. of his word. If Zendejo wants to double down and continue to push his product as far as uh was a brain tree uh, to help, mm-hmm players as far as brain function post career during the career uh but we'll see um so we'll start to see how gannon starts to build his staff but it is refreshing to hear that it's it's not like 
Cliff a player's coach to a fault. It's a guy yeah. that's going to you know relate to you, but also push you and make sure that you're doing all the right things to prepare yourself for game day and be ready to go against your next matchup. Yeah, I mean, we were two quarters into the Super Bowl and everybody said, don't let him leave the state. And right. Patrick Mahomes happened and everybody calls him a bum and everybody in Philadelphia wants him out. I would imagine, and we heard it from Albert Brewer's report yesterday, the Eagles were trying to keep him, right? They didn't want to lose both coordinators. They didn't want to lose Jonathan Gannon. And I, I, I would argue for the people who said, well, he's, his defense wasn't elite at the end of the year. The Cardinals are looking for more than just defense. Like Nick right. Sirianni, is a great example, I think, of what the Cardinals are attempting to do in Arizona. Sure, he's got a specialized side of the ball. Nick Sirianni gave up play calling. He's a, an elite leader of men. You see how the right. players gravitate toward him. That's what the Cardinals are looking for. And if you've watched any piece of communication, video from Jonathan Gannon, you can see that instantly. It takes five minutes to understand, oh, this guy Gravitas is a locker room. He gets right. people to buy in immediately. Is he the best schematic coach? No, but hopefully... He enables his coordinators and puts them in the best positions to succeed. And also, Bo, the Cardinals do a much better job, hopefully, of drafting and developing players. Yeah, like, and they got to get. Go ahead. What we're hearing from assistant general manager Dave Sears is he's a rock star already. The guy that yeah. came over from the Detroit Lions that was via Kyle Odegaard yesterday. Just people around the building have been so impressed with him, and of course with Monty Austinfort, the Cardinals' new yeah. general manager. So, uh, I mean, you, you mentioned that. I mean, you, you have you have a lot of successful coaches that have just have relinquished, you know, their calling cards. Sean McVay was an offensive guy. He he, he made his way quickly up the ranks in this league to become a head coach and relinquish yeah. play calling duties at the, as the head coach, of the Los Angeles Rams for the betterment of the team. I have no doubt that Gannon is one of those guys. He's not going to be like cliff holding on to what got him there. And mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be like head coaches in this league. Like they're smart. They're, they're all smart and, and in their own kind of uh, Avenue that got him there. Defense, offense, sometimes special teams with John Harbaugh, but you know, they're master delegators at the end of the day. They're master delegators and putting like their coaches in, in primo positions to be successful. And then those coaches having their players prepared and ready to go each and every week. I love this comment, DJ Boogie. I wanted Lou, but I will support Gannon for sure. Absolutely. And again, it's not to say that if they had picked Lou Anarumo, it would have been a Michael Bidwell hire. But if, if it had come out that Monty Osenfort's preference was John Gannon and they didn't hire him, and he was ready to be the head coach, and they passed on him, I don't think anybody would be feeling good about the situation. And we saw that. What if Lou Anarumo became the head coach of this team? They draft Will Anderson third overall. Doesn't fit what Lou Anarumo wants to do defensively. He's a little too small to play 4-3 defensive end. I mean, those are concerns that you would have. It's the same concerns that we saw with Isaiah Simmons and Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury. I Isaiah Simmons playing, what, 20% of the snaps as a rookie. You would presume that those days are, go are gone. So if you take solace in anything, know that it's it's an open line of communication. These are individuals who have a rapport and that are comfortable with each other, which means that they don't take a player on day three of the draft not knowing exactly how they're going to be utilized in the desert. Those days are done. Proclaiming Zayvon Collins as a starter in the opening press conference, and he's playing 12% of the snaps as a rookie. That's over. Right. And for you know opposing fan bases that are watching the same, that, no way that ha happens all the time here in Arizona. So you could argue that the bar is low, but I would feel more confident and comfortable. Gannon has been through this interview cycle twice now. He's not a baby to this. He's not a Kafka-esque. This is his second year as a coordinator. Both years, have, they've ended up in the postseason. This year, they've got an, an NFC East title and an NFC title to boot. 
And now you, you've got an Austin Ford general manager who goes out and says, yeah, I want to talk to these guys. But at the end of the day, Bo, the longer this went on, the more it made sense that it was John Gannon. With all due respect to the Aaron Glens of the world and Vance Joseph and Mike Kafka, they had been waiting for this guy to become available. This is the first time they've had an opportunity to talk with him in a formality sense. It's supposedly Michael Bidwell got involved today, really for the first time. So it must have been Monty and and uh, Gannon by themselves to some extent yesterday, and then Michael Bidwell put a bow on it. And that's what yeah. you want to see. You want your owner to come in in the closing hours and just say, hey, nice to meet you. Excited to work with you. Excited for you to lead our team. I have immense confidence in Mike in Monty Austin Ford's judge of character, and, and let's go to work. Yeah. Yeah, and I, it's time to give Lou Anarumo his flowers. I mean, because I think yeah. yesterday we had to pit these two candidates against each other, and, and you and I mm-hmm. had to kind of pick a side, and we both were in on Team Gannon. But yeah, you, you can't you can't discount what Lou Anarumo has done the last two seasons, no, what he's fantastic. done with less. No doubt about it, he's done with less town on the defensive side of the football and was you know a, a quarter away from winning a Super Bowl with a franchise that has been historically bad with the Cincinnati Bengals. Lou Anarumo is an absolute stud. You hope that he gets another opportunity next coaching carousel and and maybe you know he'll be another year closer to 60 and that that's not you know just discouraging for whatever franchise uh, is looking for a head coach because I think he deserves a shot, no doubt about it. His his defense was unbelievable, and it's probably going to be one of those teams that you know I think Patrick Mahomes is more of a nuisance to th- throughout the season. I mean, people kept pointing to Lou's ability to slow down Patrick Mahomes, and that's all well and good, but you don't play in his conference. I mean, you hope at one point you're going to play Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in the Super Bowl, but that's really the only time it's going to happen. So what do you have to prepare? Why do you have to have a guy that can prepare for Patrick Mahomes? Now, if you think you can prepare for Mahomes, you can prepare for anybody. That's not necessarily true as far as NFL game planning goes. Uh, people yeah. say that guys like Gannon, he had a stacked deck. He was uh, he was just a product of the talent. I just I completely disagree with it. I mean, there are yeah. coaches out there, including the one that was last here in Arizona, that had a lot of talent on their roster and couldn't harness it. Just couldn't. And when you look at that side of the football, what's that? 70 sacks. It's 70, 70 sacks. sacks. Exactly. He had four guys in double digits. He got the best season from Hassan Reddick, even though he was he was a rocket ship anyway. He was a rising star before that. You know, his last season in Arizona, last year in Carolina, and then this year people finally wised up that Hassan Reddick's a stud. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, what Gannon was able to do and put those players in position to be successful, uh, you, you can't discount that either. And I think that – you know, when you look at that side of the football, you've got two first rounders that you've recently utilized on that side of the football that you've got to figure out or maybe get some draft capital in return. Gannon's a former safety, played safety at Louisville. He's got a he's a he's he's tight with his former safeties. You know he's gonna like Buda Baker, you know he's gonna like Jalen Thompson. What's he gonna think about Isaiah Simmons? That's gonna be interesting to find out here in the next couple of days. Um, we're going to talk about the coordinators because there's a name that's already been linked to Jonathan Gannon. Not a done deal by any means, but worth mentioning. Uh, speaking of worth mentioning, DraftKings, they have been our lifeblood during this coaching search. At one time, you could get live odds on the Arizona Cardinals' next head coach. Those have been gone for a hot minute, but DraftKings still offers a wide variety of quality bets 
wagers that you can dabble in from the NBA. We've got baseball right around the corner. Hell, they even got an NFL uh, or future odds for the 2023 season. Don't look at the Arizona Cardinals. Shield your eyes there. (laughs) But everything else has been fantastic. Unless you like value. Yes, unless you (laughs) like value. Uh, Burning money. You get a $5 free bet, do what you want with it, right? (laughs) The odds are there for you to take advantage. All you got to do, though, for our friends at DraftKings, because right now, all you got to do, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. New customers can bet a near $5, get $200 back in bonus bets instantly. You don't even have to win your bet. It can be spread, money line. I know I'm taking my $5, and I'm putting it on KD and the Phoenix Suns to win uh, post the All-Star break. I'm saving that for the first game with Kevin Durant and company in Arizona. But you do what you want, but do it with DraftKings, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code PHNX, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Pour one out for everybody who had a DraftKings future on on the head coach. I think I had it 1.4. It's just kind of dabbling, sprinkling. Gannon wasn't any of them, right? Um, I think I had Flores at one point. I had Brian Callahan at one point. I had Dan Quinn at one point. So, it's just I love DraftKings and I and I love this moment with Jonathan Gannon becoming I do me a favor on Twitter. I'm at Johnny Venerable. If you had a Gannon future bet on DraftKings, mm, send me a screen capture. We want to see it. We'll retweet it. That you deserve all the flowers today, Bo. Absolutely. And you say you're pouring one out. You would never do that. That would be blasphemous if you're pouring out our four peaks beer. The only place you should pour it is into your gullet because it is delicious. Yeah. It is Arizona's best brewery, and it's a time for celebration. So crack a cold one. Crack a dozen cold ones because Arizona Cardinals finally have a new head coach, and he's going to quickly find out that the best brewery in Arizona is just down the street from the facility in Tempe on 8th Street. Yeah, go check it out for yourself. Four Peaks, best place to go catch a game. Football season's in the rearview mirror. It's NBA, it's NHL. You've got spring training coming. I mean, you can go out there to see an Angels game. Watch Mike Trout patrol the outfield, get a couple ABs, and then go to Four Peaks and have a couple cold ones. I'm sure they've got them at the stadiums as well. Go get yourself a kilt lifter. Go get yourself a Wow Wheat, Arizona's number one wheat beer. You've got uh, the Hazy IPA. You've got the Barrel Age selection where they take all their delicious beers and they barrel age them and they're so damn smooth. You can't go wrong with Four Peaks. It's the perfect companion to celebrate the Arizona Cardinals' new coaching search. Four Peaks. What's better than drinking a beer and watching a game? Nothing. And pairing them with a delicious Girl Scout cookie is also maybe the peak of drinking beer right there. And Four Peaks is doing a a little bit of a pairing evening. Oh, look at this. Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to have myself a few Four Peaks to uh, celebrate. Mm. Get, now you just need mm. a tag along to to yeah. To, well, to I'm a Samoan with. guy. Samoans okay. are, are the goat, and let's be honest, uh, tagalongs are probably fifth on the power rankings. No, tagalongs are great. Yeah, no doubt about it. Let's not get into this. They argument. got that peanut butter protein for your boy. Right yeah. Oh, flex me, and John, us. me Look, and John. I'm 21 years older, maybe then some, and I'm drinking responsibly. You should do as well. Check out Four Peaks online as well. Fourpeaks.com. Corey underscore cards. Thank you so much, my man. 499 Super Chat. New coach. Appreciate the hard work from you both during the entire hiring cycle. Thank you so much, Corey. Well, we appreciate all of you. We've got 600 here in the show. Like this video. If you haven't already, subscribe to PHNX Sports here on YouTube. Uh, Kevin Durant's in Arizona. Not sure if you heard that or not. Uh, Click that bell for for notifications. (laughs) This is via Mary Kay Cabot. This has been out there, but she is now doubling down. She is a the premier Oh, we even have the screen capture. Look at this. Browns premier beat reporter. 
Uh, with Eagles DC, Jonathan Gannon set to become Cardinals head coach. Browns quarterback coach Drew Petzine is the leading candidate to join him as offensive coordinator. As she reported yesterday, I think Benjamin Albright, our friend of the program, who, by the way, predicted Gannon about a month ago, also right. said that Petzine was likely going to be the guy. So pouring out, if you were hopeful of Eric Bieniemy, I would say it's not officially dead, but it looks like Petzine is set to become Kyler Murray's new best friend. And this is via <laughs> Benjamin Albright on Twitter. You're about to have, meaning the Cardinals, a very, very intelligent coaching staff across yeah. the board. Petzine has a degree in economics with a double minor in philosophy and mathematics. The the Browns offense, we've done a deep dive as we, soon as we found out this is a possibility. God help us. We've done a deep dive in some Browns tape over the course of the last 72 hours. Um, very impressive. Efficient, methodical, run game, minimal turnovers. And I Petzine becomes in the new OC. I think that increases the likelihood that one Jacoby Brissett bow is yep. a placeholder for Kyler Murray until he is back and healthy. Yeah, Jason, uh, echoing those is, is that sentiment as well. Brissett, who is a free agent, unrestricted free agent, after spending his uh, past season in Cleveland holding down fort while Deshaun Watson got back from his suspension and he played well. So you've yeah. got a couple of different options here. Right now it's the incumbent. It's it's Colt McCoy, but it's it's a very uh, – as far as the contract, this final year of his deal that – he, uh, you can move off of it if you wanted to. I, there, there is no ties as far as Monty Awesome for it or Betsing mm-hmm. or Gannon to McCoy. You know, it, you get from McCoy, obviously, the consummate profession, professional and respect of his, his teammates in the locker room. But, you know, we've seen him play and we saw him go two and one a year ago. And then this season, it was a little bit more trying. He got beat up. He's going to be another year older. As far as the skill set, I think Jacoby Brissett is just a little bit of a level up from Colt McCoy and would be a a perfect bridge to uh, Kyler Murray coming back. And I think at this point in his career, Brissett knows that the ship has sailed on him being QB1 for any franchise. I I doubt he's going to get that opportunity. So why not come to a place where you can start some games, continue to put good tape out there, and then go back to free agency next offseason with – with, with some more ammo to, to get another job. Michael Bidwell sat in the opening press conference and said, we need to make a hire that helps us win the NFC West. And even with their you know quarterback play being in flux, I mean, this is a guy who held San Francisco to seven points in the NFC title game. You know, I don't want to hear about what Brock Purdy got. I mean, they he had the scheme to go after Brock Purdy. He knocked him out of the game. But I don't know how many points they were winning. They were putting up with Brock Purdy anyway. Brock Purdy lit up the Cardinals, by the way, in the season finale that was not competitive. The Cardinals defense, if you need a reminder, ranked 31st in points per game this year, uh, allowed 26.4 points per game. Gannon's defense ranked 6th in total DVOA, 8th in points allowed at 20. Um, so again, if you can set aside the second half of the Super Bowl, which again is against Patrick Mahomes, after his special teams gifted them seven, after his offense gifted them seven, I think it's an easy understanding of, of why you should be excited. 17 interceptions from a secondary without household names outside of Darius Slay. He walks into a secondary with, I would argue, one of the best, if not the best pair of safeties in the NFL, and Jalen Thompson and Buda Baker. Gannon's specialty is defensive backs. Now that begs the question, Bo, as we flip to the defensive side of the ball, Vance mm-hmm. Joseph, his future looked muddled at best, but there was a report from Cam Cox, our guy at Channel 12, saying that had Lou Anarumo been retained, Vance Joseph, or excuse me, had Lou Anarumo been hired, Vance Joseph would be retained. 
I think now there's a good possibility that old VJ is allowed to go seek additional opportunities in the free agent market, uh, probably starting as early as this week. Yeah, I mean, he could probably land as a DVs coach somewhere and, you know, thank you for your service to the organization. And I think Absolutely. he held up uh, very well this past season, despite the performance. I mean, he was the guy that you saw in Hard Knocks that was kind of the uh, the, the guy that was keeping the ship afloat for the most part, yeah. even though they were just hemorrhaging losses. Uh, VJ was one of the guys that was was making sure guys were putting their best effort on tape and nobody that w- was already making tea times in January post uh, the regular season. So you wish him the best. It does seem like the writing's on the wall for Vance Joseph, despite him also inking an extension this past offseason like Cliff Kingsbury and, and Steve Kime. So you'll owe him some money, probably in the realm of $3.5 million per season, but he could land somewhere if he wanted to as a DB's coach or you know a consultant, whatever you want and uh, land on his feet and then compete and contend for a D.C. job come next offseason. Yeah. Now you start to look at that side of the football for the Cardinals. You know, Gannon, the suspects for him is uh, Nick Rollis, the, the the linebackers coach for the Philadelphia Eagles, which, you know, it had, it had a good mix of veterans and, and some young players in there. Um, and you, you just hope you got some – he got a lot from Kendricks, who was a guy that – not a lot of people believe that much in. He had a pass with him in Minnesota. Um, and the Arizona Cardinals are going to look to kind of get that unit up to snuff after seeing Zayvon Collins compete and play at a, you know, as far as heavy snap load for the first time in his career. He had 100 tackles, a couple sacks, a couple picks. Uh, and then, of course, Isaiah Simmons, how they want you utilizing him. Uh, Jalen Burr, friend, friend of the program. Thank you so much. $5 super chat. So we're entrusting a 35-year-old with one year who was a QB coach. Can we see that one more time? Uh, did I miss the super chat? Did it get uh, nope, wiped it. out? Okay. Why can't we give Kyler an experienced offensive mind? Listen, I, I don't think you're wrong in, in saying that. This is a guy, though, who's been in the NFL for, what, 10-plus years? These guys were all under the Mike Zimmer tree, whether or not you you want to, you know, praise that or not i understand he's got background with quarterbacks and receivers and I, clearly they were impressed by what he did this year with jacoby and deshaun and listen kyler murray is not deshaun watson let me preface this by saying that but the cardinals have an unusual situation this year that they're going to have to tackle with kyler murray coming back from injury they don't know if he's going to be ready in september october november he could miss the whole season nobody really knows i mean we feel good about hopefully him playing at some point right. what does that sound like to you i need a team that can tread water and be competitive offensively without our franchise quarterback that we're paying a premium to. And to me, it's just like that that makes a ton of sense to go this route for a guy whose offense I would argue overachieved with Jacoby Brissett at 30 years old, who is a perennial backup, to be able to come in and not only run the offense, you know, seamlessly, but also to mix it up with Kyler Murray. Same kind of style of play, right? Mobility, running the football. They don't mm-hmm. want to put so much on Kyler Murray. Under Cliff Kingsbury, everybody, th- almost 600 people in the chat know this already. They were too Kyler Murray dependent, right? So I see all this, that, and the other. We got to unlock Kyler Murray. How about let's set Kyler Murray up for success first? Mm-hmm. Let's give him a defense. Let's dominate the trenches on both sides of the line of scrimmage, right? Let's give him an adequate run game <laughs> and seamlessly come back and be able to make easy throws to build back up his confidence because whatever the hell we watched for the large majority of 2022 was not putting Kyler Murray in the best position to succeed. So I think 
This is baby steps. Listen, if you want an Eric Bieniemy as your as your OC, I'm I'm right there with you. Would sure. I be more excited if it was somebody established like that? Of course. But I think again, similar to Oz and Fort and Gannon, Petsin and Gannon have a relationship. These are his people. Everybody's on the same page. No outsiders was the was the mindset of this organization. They're going outside to different operations, different franchises. I applaud them for that. Yeah. When you look at Philadelphia, you see some 12 personnel. You can see that the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, that would be a, a perfect way to ease your quarterback coming off a serious knee injury back into things. We talked to Dr. David Chow, the NFL doc, about, you know, when could Kyler Murray return? He said, well, he could return potentially as early as week one, but it's he'd primarily be a pocket passer. You're not yeah. going to get the same dynamic athlete that you drafted and that you've seen for four seasons. Uh, so why not? like just lean on a run game look at you know obviously try to identify one of the young backs in in the draft or somebody that becomes available via free agency I don't think I think Kareem Hunt's maybe a little bit longer in the tooth than you would like because you already have James Conner under contract so why not go with the youth infusion at that that spot and then really kind of establish the run like Stefanski and Petsking did in Cleveland, I think it would be a, a perfect way to ease an injured quarterback back in the lineup. No doubt about it. We've got a big super chat here. Uh, big thank you to our friend Soul Pancakes. $10 super chat. Oh, God. Vance didn't ride the ship when the Cardinals won the top battle 10 times. Also, Lou defense ranked first in QBR. His scheme was adjustable, adaptable, and Gannon hate is unwarranted. So going to bat there for a couple guys, and we appreciate that. But uh, yeah, and, and we see some people who are, who are critical in the in the chat, but overall, I think a lot of people are excited that the Cardinals have finally picked their guy, and there's a new direction that this organization is going. And I'm I'm part of that group. I just I feel like it's it's naive to dismiss how good the defense was in the postseason and then yeah. through the two two quarters of the Super Bowl. Like again, we've got the same official. By the way, the Cardinals just made right. it official. The uh, the they just released the press release, and Jonathan Gannon is the team's uh, new head coach. Signed a five year deal uh, to to come to the desert. This is a this is a rebuild. This is the Cardinals are starting anew. This is not a continuation of anything from Cliff Kingsbury or Steve Kime. They have new people in the building for the first time since 1994. They have a new assistant GM. Right. So I would say we've talked about it at nauseum, Bo, that if you've if you've got, you know, uh, an affinity for certain players, I would say unless you're on a, a rookie contract or you're a made man like a Kyler or a Buddha from a contract standpoint, I mean, I, I don't I think no all bets are off. We have people asking in the chat, is DeAndre Hopkins going to be traded? Well, we talked to Joel Schultz on Radio Row, said he'd be shocked. He'd be shocked if DeAndre Hopkins wasn't traded. So again, this is their vision. They're putting it to paper today. This is the start of the Monty Austin for Jonathan Gannon era, right? We're putting to bed officially today, the Cliff and Kime era. It's gone. It's done. We thank you for the contributions. They're starting anew, and they're going to build out this coaching staff, the two of them as they see fit. They don't have to lean on Michael Bidwell. Michael Bidwell empowered his GM to go get the head coach. Now the two of them are going to operate and go get the coaching staff. And you, Drew Petsy might be an Arizona Cardinal by day's end or later this week. They might have a defensive coordinator later this week. And that was one of the biggest, I would say, coups for John Gannon was he was able to present a coaching staff that I think was above average mm -hmm. compared to a lot of these other people that were coming in interviewing for the job. And the Cardinals, to their credit, were able to hedge their bet and say, we can wait until Valentine's Day because Gannon, 
He's got them covered. They're coming right. on board. We can turn around and go to the combine 10 days later. Right. Yeah. And, and somebody that, that has relationships uh, because he's had 15 years in this league. Uh, you, you've got Gannon, who on his resume, most recently, the Eagles, the Colts, the Vikings. He's been in this league for a long time. And those relationships that he's forged, the Petskings, where they were both together in Minnesota, um, is, is something where he's going to trust him. If you think about that Philly staff, right? I mean, nobody knew Jack about Nick Sirianni, let alone his, the staff that he put together. Right. You had Sirianni, yeah. who was the offensive coordinator for Frank Reich and Indy. And then he brings Gannon with him, who's the defensive backs coach, backs coach to be his D.C. Philly's like, OK, what the hell is this? We're, they, they, they looked at it and they embraced the rebuild. I'm sure Philadelphia, the very impatient franchise, wasn't like embracing it, but understood. Right. And then yeah. you like their offensive coordinator, Steichen, who's now who's now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. So like. It's fine. Like very often do unknown commodities rise throughout this league with the trust of the people that are putting them in, in place to do so. And and you have yep. to just trust that Gannon, if, you, if he's the guy that you want to hire, that he's going to pick the right people on his staff. He doesn't want to have a failure of his staff. He's not no. going to overlook Eric Bieniemy just because he made the right adjustments in the second half of the Super Bowl because he holds a grudge. It's because he believes in Petsing and Petsing would be the guy for Kyler Murray. I do hope they explore Bienemy. Obviously, the Ravens did drop out today. They signed uh, was it Monken from Georgia as their next head yeah. coach, or I mean, offensive coordinator. So it only leaves like the Commanders, and of course, returning the Chiefs for Bienemy. So why not have a conversation? Unless Gannon's like, no, 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 that's my guy. Uh, our guy from PHNX Bets, who uh, makes a, an appearance from time to time, Dalton Keats or Cates, just DM'd me this hot button ticket. Let's How about go. this? He got Jonathan Gannon at plus 2200 100 bucks paid out $2,300. That's photoshopped. That's unbelievable. No, it's real. It, Let's it's, go. Give Dalton so, a follow. He's fantastic. Shane, shout out Dalton. Dalton. Dalton does this all the time. He's a freak with his lines. Um, one of my good friends. Uh, this doesn't surprise me at all. The man is a, the man is a, a menace. 2300 for Dalton to throw some – 100 bucks on Gannon? That takes some big-time huevos. February 11th, he threw it down. He DM'd me and said, GMs love Gannon. And then our guy, Benjamin Albright, doubling down, saying every GM in the NFL wanted John Gannon. It was up to the owners. Did they love Jonathan Gannon? Well, kudos to Michael Bidwell, because even if he didn't love him, he stepped back and he let his GM operate. So, again, Michael Bidwell, not perfect this offseason, but I would give him B, B+. Plus. Right, A plus would have been Sean Payton. You're landing Sean Payton. That yeah. would have been an A plus. But man, how can you not? We were sitting here the morning of January 9th, sweating it out. What were they going to do with Cliff Kingsbury? <laughs> would Steve Kime still be a part of the organization? We were remember dueling GMs. They were going to have co GMs with Quentin Harris and Adrian Wilson. Vance yeah. was going to get promoted. He's the favorite. He's the leading candidate. You fast forward 36 days. New GM, new external assistant GM, new head coach from. NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. I would say chef's kiss, Michael Bidwell. Nice job. Yeah. I mean, we told you from the very jump, fade Vance. It's not happening. You couldn't, you can't sell a fan base that you were moving off and, and saying no thanks to a ceiling of mediocrity and firing Cliff Kingsbury and eating all that money and then hiring Vance Joseph internally or promoting Vance Joseph internally after 
producing what the the second most points against in the NFL. That's just you're not going to be able to sell season tickets that way. You're not going to be able to inspire a fan base. Uh, you've got to go with with somebody that's had some success and somebody that's viewed as either a proven commodity or is a rising star. And I think the Arizona Cardinals got one in Jonathan Gannon. And I think you know even though he's on the defensive side of the football, Johnny, yeah, what Nick Sirianni preached in his weird opening introductory press conference that was panned by probably everybody People on the show. At it. Everybody laughed at it because he said over and over and, and kind of was redundant that they were going to do things. It was a simple offense, but they were going to know that offense inside and out. And the same thing goes for the defense. It's It was simplistic as far as what they were doing schematically, but their players were going to be so well-versed in it, and nobody was going to know it better than them, and they were going to be in a position to be successful and do everything right. And I think that that's going to be a philosophy that Gannon brings with him from Nick Sirianni and the Philadelphia Eagles. And that's something that I don't think we've seen as far as just knowing just the simple stuff, right, and, and doing the, the small things correctly and paying attention to the details, no matter how minute they are, and executing at a high level. Executing was why Jalen Hurts and that offense was was legit and why that defense was able to get to the quarterback their most times in NFL history. The Cardinals did not look like an NFL team to open 2022. That Those openers against Kansas City and the Raiders, they were non-competitive. The Chiefs game didn't even look like teams playing. It was like a 1AA team facing yeah. Alabama. That's what it looked like. And the Cardinals don't have the talent of a one double A team. You, you, Kyler Murray was fresh off his contract extension, albeit without DeAndre Hopkins. But they had Zach Ertz and Trey McBride and Hollywood Brown and AJ Green and R- Greg Dorch, and their defense was set, and it was non-competitive. So I, I would argue Jonathan Gannon hopefully has an opportunity to come here and do more with less. Certainly the the Cliff Kingsbury. My argument for Cliff all last year before the season was, well, they're just too talented to underachieve. Well, that was incorrect because they won four games. So I'm going to I'm gonna tell you right now, this gives the Cardinals a fresh start to go into the NFC West and to put up a fight from a schematic standpoint and an intellectual standpoint with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Outside of you know, a couple of one-offs this year and last year against the Rams, even with Bruce Arians, they have been non-competitive against the Rams. They have been non-competitive this year against the San Francisco 49ers. Now, talent, the infusion, is going to be a big part of, you know, if they can succeed with that. You get a Will Anderson, you get a Jalen Carter to kickstart this thing. But, man, a Kafka coming into this division, I believe, would have been eaten alive. He's just not the right coach for the Cardinals today right now. I believe John Gannon is. Uh, We got our guy, Arise uh, Juicin in the chat. Thank you so much, Arise. Is Nuke Stain what you think? $1.99, I would say... We're going off the the mindset of our guy Jordan Schultz, who we tend to agree with more often than not. I would think DeAndre Hopkins is is traded. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think when you, when you're staring down Kyler Murray missing missing as much time as he's going to miss, and there's going to be a, a youth infusion on this team, I'd be shocked to see Monty Austinfort take the Steve Kime approach and kind of kick the tires on some veterans that have been cast off from other organizations because their cap hits too high and, you know, they can't stay healthy. I think that there's going to be a, a youth infusion of, of athleticism and you're going to see a lot. I mean, this is kind of the NFC West's 
Seahawks at this point last year, you know, without making a big trade as far as their, their franchise quarterback, but where how they're going to approach the draft and they're going to try to start to draft some premier positions like the pass rush, start to build the second, rebuild the secondary. Uh, and of course, the trenches of the offensive line. And I think that Monty would be pretty smart to look at what John Schneider and, and, and Pete Carroll did to kind of expedite that rebuild last year. Now you got to hit on those picks, no doubt about it. And you've got to develop them like they did, but you know, this is, this is something that I don't think anybody's naive to the idea that it's a, it's a rebuild. Yeah. I mean, and, listen, he hop doesn't want to be a part. I, you know, I don't think he wants to be a part of it going into age 31. You heard him on hard knocks. You've heard him a couple of times, Johnny talk about his legacy. You know, is he going to make the hall of fame? The only thing missing on that resume is, is is contending for a Super Bowl. No doubt. Sam went digital. Thank you so much, Sam, for the 499 Super Chat. Do you see them keeping Vance still with Gannon? I know rumors say otherwise, but possibility Vance stays. I, I would say the only possibility of that is Vance just becomes like the defensive back coach. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't have an issue with that. Um, I would have an issue if he was the coordinator. Uh, because I don't want him having his fingerprints all over the defense. If you want to coach a singular position, no problem. I have no issue with that. And and who knows? He can build up his resume again and jump back into the coaching cycle, as Bo mentioned. But to have him be in control of playing time for the early draft picks scares the shit out of me as a coordinator. <laughs> now, you would assume Gannon would intervene and Monty would intervene, but that – DB coach, I feel like, is is the only possibility. I would imagine Jonathan Gannon will have a conversation with Vance Joseph uh, later this week or Monty Ossenfort. But the, we do know from Mike Silver that the Cardinals, at the time of his report a couple of weeks ago, Bo, were not allowing Vance Joseph to go and look for opportunities elsewhere of the lateral sense. Now, if somebody wanted to interview Gannon or uh, Vance as the head coach, they couldn't block that. So, I, I think that they'll allow him to to go and pursue other opportunities at this time. And if yeah. he's adamant on staying, maybe he gets to interview for a, a position coach job. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't you you don't make any decisions until you get pen to paper or a deal with Gannon. I mean, you had yeah. to. I mean, it was up until the eleventh hour with Anarumo that he could be the head coach, right? I mean, if if Gannon felt like there was unfinished business in Philly and he was he had a good job and didn't want to leave it. And, and continue on with Philadelphia and the Arizona Cardinals were kind of SOL, then you if you let Vance Joseph a week ago interview for jobs and Anaruma wanted to keep him, then then you you've put yourself you're doubly effed. So I think yeah. the Arizona Cardinals were smart and 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 making sure that he didn't leave this organization until they had their guy secured. And you know, unfortunate and Vance, I'm sure understands this more than anybody, the new rules that were in place and that they were waiting and had to wait out yeah. the ability to talk to to Jonathan Gannon. And that's unfortunate, but I don't think, you know, regardless, Vance Joseph's not going to not be getting a paycheck next season. Even if he's not coaching the Cardinals, he's going to get paid every two weeks. There's a, a good video floating around. I think it was from K1 since day one on his Twitter. I was going to pull it up on the show and then it just, uh, the timing didn't get right, but go watch it. If you haven't seen our, it's about a two minute clip. And John Gannon, Jonathan Gannon's talking about why Hassan Reddick was such a good fit for them and what they look for in free agents and how he works directly with Howie Roseman, the GM. He says, we tell him what we're looking for, and he goes out and finds that player. And that's why they've been in sync. And I just thought to myself, that's the kind of relationship he's going to have with Monty Austin for. Yeah. And then he doubles down on that and says, 
Basically, they got to come in here and they got to love ball. He says that they got to love football. They got to be football junkies. And I, you know, I texted Bo this the other day. I'll share this on, on the air now. Like the Cardinals have some players who are super talented, mm-hmm. high top draft picks. But I think there's questions. I'm not talking about Kyler Murray, but there are questions with some of these guys. Do they love football? I know there have been questions about Isaiah Simmons. Does he love football? Or is he just this freak athlete that's been put in weird positions, out of place, slot corner? We're going to find out. We're going to find out on this defense and on this team who loves football and is passionate about football. You look at that Niner team, yeah, it's littered with superstars, but all those guys work their ass off, the Fred Warners of the world, the Debo Samuel, because they love to play ball. And the Cardinals need to get back to basics with that. So whomever they bring in, maybe they're not the most talented guys, but they got to live and die with the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals, and, and professional football. And I that's one of the things I'm, I'm most excited for because the competing priorities with this franchise, the off-the-field stuff and the endorsements, that's all great. But right. at the end of the day, under Cliff Kingsbury, you never really felt like this team was all in on on trying to win games. Yeah, I mean they they were always trying. Especially it was it was always they made things look too harder than they were. Right? Whether mm-hmm. it was the draft process, whether it was through free agency, whether it was signing your franchise quarterback to an extension, like and then as far as game days, things just they made things way too hard on themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Arizona Cardinals now keep it simple, stupid. Let, let's just kind of let's rebuild things, get guys who who dominated at the college level, guys that were great leaders on their respective teams, guys that are going to like skill sets would translate to specific roles at the NFL level. So, uh, yeah, you're looking forward to that from the front office and from the coaching staff. I've seen a couple questions in there in our chat today, and you guys are continuing to crush it. You know, what kind of defense does this John Gannon run? You know, you, it's it's very amoeba like. Uh, there's nothing you can kind of just say he runs a three four or a traditional three four because he doesn't. Uh, he, he he'll run some two two uh, defensive linemen front sometimes at you. He'll run uh, five front five person front at you. So. He, it, it, probably you can lightly say it's a three, four. I think he moved off of that from Jim Schwartz, but look, he, I think what he does best is disguises things good. And you don't really know what to anticipate any other, every other play. He's a Zimmer disciple. Zimmer's was historically yeah. a four, three guy, but he's tweaked it. And I would say, dare I say it's a, it's a nice fit for somebody like Will Anderson and, and Jalen Carter. He, it's not a traditional four, three where the defensive end has to be six, five, two, seven, five. Right. Uh, we've got this coming from Zach Ertz. He's excited, gets to reunite with his old defensive coordinator. Uh, spent one year with him before he was traded to the desert. Let's go, quote tweeting the Arizona Cardinals, uh, new hiring, uh, welcoming Jonathan Gannon to the desert. Uh, we have a super chat that I also want to bring up, uh, $4.99 from Jupy here. Jupy says, Drew Petzing is the front runner for OC. What do you think is the, who do you think is the front runner for DC? Maybe one of the current Eagles coaches, DB, linebacker coach, maybe. Bo, you mentioned a name earlier, the linebacker coach. I, I think that makes too much sense to go internally, yeah. pluck one of your own guys to mentor, to develop, uh, because they're going to be running Gannon's defense. So you, you need somebody who knows it. Right. Nick Rollis. And and don't feel like, hey, this is Steve, Steve Wilkes 2.0. He took his linebacker coach with him. When he left as DC from Carolina, he took Al Holcomb, who was his his linebackers coach, to be his DC. Uh, mm-hmm. So don't feel snake bit from that. 
but Nick Rawls is somebody that uh, Benjamin, Al- Benjamin Albright is already speculating on. Um, we'll see if uh, w- was it. Um, there's a couple different opportun- options out there, but it's pretty slim pickings as far as who's available because that is kind of what handicaps you if waiting this long be the last team to fill its vacancies. Some of those those coordinator op- uh, options are off the board now. Yeah. Jason Krell, what's up, guys? What's up, Jason, friend of the program? You like the higher thoughts? I think we do like the higher. Yeah. Um, and again, Bo and I don't agree on everything, but in the sense of when you got away from that A tier, and in my opinion, the A tier was Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton and a D'Amico Ryans. There was that next tier of a Dan Quinn, a Jonathan Gannon, a Brian Flores. He's in that next tier, right? Some are known commodities. He's an unknown commodity, right? He's never built a program before. So again, we can be hopeful and excited about it. We're not going to know until 18, 24 months down the line whether or not the hire was a good one or not. They're still waiting in Atlanta with a guy like Arthur Smith two years in, whether or not they're, they're questioning if that guy can coach. Zach Taylor, it took him to get Joe Burrow after two middling years to get to the Super Bowl and this year the AFC title game. So um, I am more excited about this hire than I would have been with a Mike Kafka. Let's just say that. Yeah, you should be. I mean, there's... Not only is it like he didn't just take a, a you know below mid Daniel Jones and make him mid, right? I mean, that's yeah. not like his badge of honor that he wears around proudly. Uh, he he took this this collection of talented defensive players for Philadelphia and made him the second total defense in the league and racked yeah. up seventy sacks. And like the, the the proof is there. And in his his first year, you saw improvement from from Philadelphia's defense, and you saw buy in across the board. No matter if this guy was a, it was a DB's coach or the DC or now the head coach, you see buy in from players that would lay down in traffic for him. Like a lot of people believe in Jonathan Gannon, so that's something that you that you got to be excited about. People like Cliff. Now, if they said, hey, we're removing Cliff, nobody was sitting there like saying, well, if you take Cliff, just hand me my release papers right now. Like that, there, nobody went to, I mean, there was more people that went to bat for VJ than there were mm-hmm. for Cliff. They liked him, right? He was fine. He let people kind of do their own thing. I think there, there's, there's people that are going to be very passionate about how they feel about their head coach and Jonathan Gannon, and you have to like that. Benjamin Albright on Twitter. A lot of people were waiting for the Arizona hire for the dominoes to begin falling. There's going to be a bidding war for some of these assistant coaches, Rallis, this, this I, et cetera. So we're going to wait and see now the dominoes for the assistant coaches are going to start falling. I mean, you've got, I mean, the team that's been searching for it and now is scraping the bottom of the barrel in Denver. I mean, just look at what who they, they just interviewed Rex Ryan for God's sake. I mean, that's where that's the point of this coordinator search, how thin it is at this point. So it is a little concerning, but look, if you have your guys like Gannon's going to know, like if he has somebody in mind that's been under the radar and as Sandejo says, these guys are already built. They've been building their staffs since they got in the league as any type of coach. Yeah. A couple super chats. Thank you so much. I'm going to start with uh, Ryan, $5. If Javon Hargrave signs with the Cardinals this offseason, does that mean they will target Will Anderson in the draft? Well, Javon Hargrave, I think ESPN, top free agents is number one, certainly the number one defensive end, even over our guy out of Washington, Deron Payne, Mm -hmm. 10-plus sacks this year for Hargrave. Um, I would say... Nobody in free agencies should deter you from doing anything in the draft if you're right. Monty Austin Fort um, and if you're um, Jonathan Gannon. But I think it makes sense. Start connecting dots with players that played for Gannon that could mm-hmm. come here, 
on maybe not robust deals, but a couple of your deals to get them over the hump. Hardgrave is definitely a name to watch. Jason Krell, again, $1.99. Thank you so much, Jason. On the draft, what do you think? I think that uh, what I thought yesterday, I'm going to repeat it, what I thought a month ago, I think either Will Anderson or Jalen Carter is going to be an Arizona Cardinal, whether it's pick three or otherwise. I love it. I mean, it should be that simple, right? I mean, if you've got uh, – it's it's you can't even make even money for the Bears to to make a pick as far as – they're overwhelming favorites to trade that pick, and then you got yeah. an overwhelming favorite at the quarterback position to go number one overall. All signs are pointing to that being quarterback, and Houston, of course, would go quarterback. And then you got the Arizona Cardinals sitting there – right for the picking or the plucking of the top non-quarterback prospect in the draft. And you can go, you you have a good problem to have in trying to decipher if it's Jalen Carter or Anderson. And it's like Gannon can do something big with both of them, right? He can have yeah. the, the anchor of his defense play inside like Carter, or he can have the pass rusher caliber of, of Son Reddick prospect wise and Will Anderson, maybe even then some. Uh, that he would start to his tenure off as Arizona Cardinals head coach. And then you look at, you know, later in the draft at 34, then you start to think about if you go Anderson, you start to think about the trenches on either side of the football, right? You start to think about the offensive line yeah. and the defensive line. To your point, I mean, you've got now four people that have come from organizations that prioritize offensive line. Austin Fort in Tennessee and New England. You've got his assistant GM, Dave Sears, who prioritize, I don't know, the Detroit offensive line that's one of the best in the NFL with Frank Ragnarok or whatever his name is. In the name <laughs> <Ragnar>. <laughs> and they've got and they've got Taylor Decker. You've got now a head coach that saw the importance of maybe Sewell. the best offensive line in the NFL with Philadelphia. Yeah. And then and then his defensive line, which was fantastic. And now Drew Petzing, where Cleveland's offensive line was a force and they've got by the way a guard that's about to be a free agent and speaking of free agent pedro thank you so much dollar 99 super chat time to focus on free agency in the draft you're here we're going to be at the combine in two weeks we got free agency coverage right around the corner i would argue this group's gonna be a little more active than what we saw from old steve yeah. time and company last year when we really didn't get a true multi-year signing buckle up this roster is going to churn and it's going to turn over significantly. Who can you say is definitively safe on this roster? Kyler Murray. Buda Baker. Buda. Maybe Jalen Thompson. He got a new contract last year. Yeah, he did. I don't know what the guaranteed money looks like as far as this year, but yeah, I mean, that's about it. You've got, uh, it's, it's crazy. Gonna, it's it's going to look like when and the and the rookies remember Steve Kai made like ninety roster moves his first year in 2013. Yeah, 2013. And you're going to see Monty uh, churn this because you're going to see these guys with established relationships within this league go out and get their guys. And they're like, oh, I know the perfect guy. Oh, you need you need a sideline to sideline linebacker. I got somebody. He played for us in Philadelphia. He played for us in Indy. He played for us in Minnesota. Petsing on the offensive side uh, of the ball. This guy would be great for, from Cleveland. The Eagles' uh, starting inside linebacker that had over 100 tackles as a free agent. He's 27 years old. I'm just putting that out there. Um, KR Gordon 08. We need uh, O line. Uh, do we draft mostly defense? $1.99. Thank you so much for the super chat. I say everything's on the table, but this franchise needs to prioritize line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They've done enough off ball yeah. linebacking, first round picks. They've done enough receivers for now. Get a running back. It's a deep running back class. Get a running back late day two, day three. No problem there. But th this team needs an identity up front on both sides of the ball. And, and you do that. And you develop that through the draft. Soul Pancakes, another $5 super chat. Thank you, Pancakes. Gannon runs, four-man fronts, and quarters in the back end. 
with match zone principles, you know, modern Vic Fangio defenses. It was a defense that flourished during the regular season and most of the postseason. Uh, sign me up for that, Bo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you start to think about that offensive line and, and you look to, you know, Cleveland a little bit because he's going to tap into Petsing. Uh, their, their center is going to be one of the top free agents to hit the open market this year, potentially, yep. if they don't do anything to keep him in-house. Um, you know, that that's a position that the Arizona Cardinals absolutely have to figure out. You know, it doesn't sound like Lasita Smith, who we talked to last week, has been said, hey, you're going to move to the center spot, even though he might want to. Mm-hmm. I think it's somewhere with Rodney Hudson, all signs are to him retiring. Why not go out there and get a, a franchise center that you can pair with Kyler Murray for the next five to eight years? Uh, we got a question about Byron Murphy. Is he safe to come back or not? I'm going to give you my answer, but first I want to tell you about underdog fantasy, underdog dog. fantasy Listen, Yeah, I'm a dirty dog and I'm an, I'm a dirty dog on underdog <laughs> fantasy because it does da- daily fantasy sports differently. If you guys just dabbled for the first time on underdog fantasy, first of all, thank you. Great time to rip the bandaid off, take the bow off for Super Bowl 57. But unlike year long fantasy, the party does not stop underdog fantasy. Set up a new matchup every single day. Draft your team against five of your friends. The highest scoring squad wins that cold, hard cash for the night. Hell yes. Draft up to six NBA players with no positional limits. I guarantee you, Kevin Durant's first game back, I'm going to check Kevin Durant. I'm going to check Devin Booker. I might even check Chris Paul, and I'm going to go to work on Underdog Fantasy, and you should too. Just like, is KD going to hit the higher of his point totals when he becomes a Phoenix Sun for the first time on the hardwood? Of course he will. Make money using Underdog Fantasy. Have a great time doing it. It's super easy to get started. All you got to do, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app, sign up with promo code, you guessed it, PHNX. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So put it on Hundy, boop, you get out of Hundy, utilizing the Underdog Fantasy app. And all serious friends, I've had so many people text me, DM me, Underdog legit, Johnny, hell yeah, it's legit. We don't use anything that we wouldn't use ourselves. Partners, Providers here at PHNX, Underdog is one of my favorite, favorite partners because I use it every day. It's so much fun. If I have a bad day, I can pivot off of it, which is not like year-long fantasy. I draft Cam Akers in the third round. I'm never hearing the end of it from producer Shane. So I have a bad night on Underdog Fantasy. Hey, that was a value pick, Johnny. That was value right there. I promise. You had some really good value. It was just appreciating that's all. Almost getting last, but I'm not last on Underdog Fantasy. You shouldn't be either. Promo code PHNX. The opposite of last place is OG's Brands, the top That's right. Arizona cannabis kitchen. Talk about having bad days, though. What can take you out of that? Maybe things spiraling even more, just pop an OG's gummy and have a fantastic evening or day. Or if you're sitting through a 36-day coaching search and you've got carpal tunnel in your hand from refreshing your Twitter app, uh, look to some OG's. OG's has something for every occasion, including celebrating the Arizona Cardinals getting a new head coach. They've got the best flavors out there. Their whole tropical selection selection goes crazy. You've got uh, orange creamsicle, one of their best flavors right now. Blackberries and cream. How about strawberries and cream? One of their new CBD to THC one-to-one ratio. It's rebranded as the happy balance because that's exactly what it is. It's a happy balance and you want to go get that happy balance for yourself. You can find OGs and your local dispensary. You want to kind of have a an edge though when you go and start asking questions to those people that went to weed college at dispensaries and tell you all the insight that you want to hear, like Jonathan spitting about or Johnny's spitting about Jonathan Gannon. 
Well, go to OGsBrands.com. They're going to inform you on all their great products, everything that they've got. They've got a sleep time gummy that you're going to be too excited to sleep because the Cardinals actually have a good coach. So pop an Aquaberry sleep time gummy, and it's going to help you get to sleep and stay asleep. It's official. You got that strawberries and cream. You got to be 21 years or older. Check them out. OGsBrands.com. And of course, on all your socials at OGsBrands. You guys, guys are crushing as far as the super chat. My God. You are. We ch- we thank you. Jason Krell. I think Bidwell needs to have the mentality of Ishbia, $1.99. Hell yeah, <laughs> he does. And uh, let's be honest. Let's be real. Ishbia took the headlines during last week's Super Bowl mm-hmm. week. So Michael Bidwell picking himself up, dusting himself off. This is a nice way to rebound. Thank you so much, Jason. Randy, 10 bucks, 10 bone super chat. Thank you so much, Randy. And he is speaking my language here. Anderson at three, John Michael Schmitz at 34, the top center in the draft from Minnesota. Hop for a mid second. Use on Saki Akaya. I'm not familiar with him, but I'm sure I will be 66 on Darnell White. Watch out, Monty. I'm coming for your job. Love you guys. Thanks for all the shows. We love you, Randy. You're, you're, you're barking up the right tree, my man, with that kind of mock draft. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I like, uh, I, I love the first two picks there. I mean, you go Anderson and you go uh, John Michael Jingleheimer Schmitz there, the top center from from Minnesota that we watched as small kids at the Senior Bowl. And you can't go wrong there. Um, we got a question here from uh, K.R. Gordon. When do we? When do I believe that the presser is going to be? Well, in the release on just announcing Gannon, they didn't set a time, but we've been saying this. We've, we've said this yesterday that KD's press conference is on Thursday. So if the Arizona Cardinals are smart, they either do it tomorrow <laughs> or they do it on Friday. And I don't know if you right. want to follow the KD presser because that's going to have all the headlines in the Valley uh, going into the all-star break this weekend. So um, I would guess probably as soon as tomorrow. I mean, we saw that with uh, Steichen in, in yep. Indy. They announced, and then he's, he's having his, his press conference shortly. But I would doubt we're going to see anything as early as today. Uh, Pedro, very humbling, uh, super chat 499 from Twitter to here. You guys are my first source for all things cards. Thank you so much, Pedro. Just want to say thank you. Always appreciate the hard work. Rise up Red Sea. Uh, we appreciate all of you, uh, you know, not to deter this too much from the Gannon, uh, conversation, but Bo and I are very humbled by all the comments, the positive support, not only from this past week at Radio Row, but since PHNX has been up and running for about 18 months, uh, we feel like we're building something special, and that's because of all of you. Wouldn't do anything, wouldn't do any of this if we couldn't interact daily and have it be the exact kind of format that we can hang and talk Cardinal ball every day. And, and that's a kudos to our leadership, Saul Bookman and company, that allows us to do this show exactly how Bo and I want to do it and do it with all of you because you guys drive the talking points on this show. We're not making stuff up here. We want to talk about what's on your mind and what interests you. So thank you so much for that, Pedro. I think we're working on, from producer Shane, the very first words uh, from John Gannon as the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. The the team account put out uh, a little blurb with Gannon about 10 seconds. I'm not sure if we're going to get to that or not. Is it let's have and gut these guys? Is it? Uh, That's electric. Hopefully, hopefully there aren't any children around when he does that at the team site. Um, but we're working on that. But I want to get back. I teased it. The question about Byron Murphy. What do you want to hear from the new coach or no? You want to hold that? Do we have we it have right it. now? Yeah, it's ready. All right. Let's do it. What's up, Bird Gang? Jonathan Gannon, your new head coach. Arizona Cardinals. Ready to get to work. Buckle up. We're going to have some fun. See you soon. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle okay. up. What was that weather forecaster, Frankie, that we used to get on YouTube all the time? He, he just, it was very matter of fact there. He just, 
But it's his first one, right? I mean, I'm not going to judge a a new head coach by his first viral video. What's this shit weather, Arizona? (laughs) Buckle up. Country club training camp. That's done. Get ready to work. (laughs) Who's ready to work? It's like when Dwight took over the office. In the office, he's like, who's ready to work? Hey, guys, come start running wind sprints here. Uh, The super chats are off the chain. Uh, Hang on, though. Because I wanted to make my point on Byron Murphy and the rest of the free agents. They have no allegiance to any of the free agents. He's a DB so guy, D- though. I mean, in, in, when you look at you've got Marco Wilson in the building, Antonio Hamilton's a free agent to be. He's, he's you know, 29 years old. So you've yeah. got a guy that you developed. You've got a guy who's a local, local product. Byron Murphy told us himself on our draft day coverage when he joined us that he wants to be here. Um, look, I mean, don't, don't get soured on Byron Murphy because he's I'm not, I'm no, not. I'm, I'm not talking to you directly. Easy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Buckle up. I feel like- <laughs> I'm not coming at you. I'm just saying, don't be soured on Byron Murphy because he yeah. wasn't healthy to end the season. He had a, he had a back injury, but when he was healthy, he's been very good for the Arizona Cardinals and those, you know, as far as cover corners, guys that can be as versatile as Byron Murphy, obviously he plays best in the slot. They don't grow on trees here. So if you can keep one, if a team like the Bears doesn't go and just overspend on them because they have just a ton of cap, draft, uh, salary cap space, I think you should be able to bring them back in a, a reasonable deal. I, and listen, I like all the free agents, most of them. Not all of them, some of them. I want some of them back for, for the Arizona Cardinals with Jonathan Gannon. But I, I, I'm not going to fall in love with anybody from a team that won four games. Uh, I'm just not. And if, if they want to go in a different direction. You should direction, fall in love with Byron Murphy. I think you should. For the right on Valentine's price. Day, right. you should be giving him a little B mine candy. All the right price. Uh, get no, your own I mean, players. Yeah. Get, your, get, no, the, get the players you want to favor system. Who's better he is than a good him? Cornerback. Would you rather? Yeah, would I, you rather? Would you rather Gannon bring Bradbury with him from Philly or re-sign Byron Murphy? Well, it just depends on the money. I don't listen. I want if Your I could, if I had a choice. If I had a choice, I would want Byron Murphy on the team. If I no had a choice, I'd want Zach Allen on the team and Greg Dorch on the team. My point is, and I'm not doing a good job coming across. I'm emotional after that John Gannon video, <laughs> by the way. Buckle, buckle the fuck up. Um, yeah, if, do you if think he had to do a, a new take because he dropped the? He seems like a guy that just drops an F. We need to, uh, we need to make some PHNX Cardinals seatbelts here soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's get to Nick because I, I just, I want everybody to be prepared. Like, there for the first time in a long time, Steve Kimes has been drafting the players and has been meddling in the players since 2013 and even before that when he was an assistant to Rod Graves. There is no allegiance to this roster right now. It's an open canvas, so let's just be open-minded. Nick in the chat, $5 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Nick. Hope you're a Zelda fan because we in the Ganon Dwarf area now, baby. Ganondorf. Oh, I get it. I get it now. It's a video game reference. Like the the old-school Zelda? I mean, I, well, yeah, Ganondorf. It's also a shot at K1, I think, because Dwarf. But uh, it's, it's funny. Dempa. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Jason Krell, thank you so much, Nick, for that. $1.99 off topic, but then Suns look for real, the big four. Be great. You know what I can't wait for? Gannon, courtside. Suns, conference championship. Uh, Suns, NBA finals. Gannon hanging out just with Kyler on one side and Booty on the other. That's what I want to see. No, nah, I don't want him hanging out with his players. <laughs> Why no, not? You got to separate, right? It's nice to have a look. I guess it's not nice because we had a coach with swag, but Gannon has a little swag himself. And you, you Does can he have more swag it. than Cliff. Probably not. But Cliff had swag to a fault. Like he was, he was overcome with wanting to be the swaggy coach. Where I think Jonathan Gannon is just 
has and just naturally has it. Yeah, Cliff wore capri pants. Did he? Those weren't. I don't. Know, I don't know what those were. But those like, weren't like. Remember, Sandejo was telling us that they were making fun of him because he had the G wagon, but he didn't have the tent job on it. Yeah, and he's able to kind of poke fun of himself. That that's good. I don't know anything about John Gannon if he has a family, if he has kids, but I'm sure we're going to find out more tomorrow's press, press conference. Love that. Kr Gordon, dollar ninety nine super chat. Gannon on the sun sideline. Buckle the fuck up. <laughs> Hell yeah! Laugh out loud. <laughs> Hey Durant, I need Durant and Gannon doing chest bumps during timeouts. That's what that's what we want. JG um, and KD. Should we put a ball on this? This is a special day. We're missing a meeting right now. I would actually in, in we the making miss the entire thing. It'd be great. Well, you've been fired. Uh, Thirty <laughs> Pedro, another super chat. Thank you so much. Buddha is the true captain of this team, no doubt. Buddha is the is the shining example. And I would not be surprised if unprompted Jonathan Gannon brought up Buddha Baker tomorrow at the press conference, just like Monty Austin Ford did. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's gonna have a chance to overlook Buddha. Like the media will ask him, like, "Hey, what? Right. Buddha's cool, right?" And then he's like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, buckle the fuck up, Buddha <laughs> Baker." <laughs> Doesn't he look like he just want to use the f word every other <laughs> yeah. sentence? That's what I'm. I'm into that. It might not be make him a good coach, but I'm into that. Uh, be anxious to see his comments on Kyler Murray, assuming that the presser is tomorrow and his philosophy. I think that's going to be very telling. How soon can can those two get in a room together and start, you know, hashing out the plan with Drew Petzing? Should he be the OC? But I mean, this is this is a new day. This is a new era. This is the Austin Fort Gannon era for the Arizona Cardinals. Will it transpire to championships, division titles? That remains to be seen. But I know definitively it is not the Steve Kime era, and no moves this offseason will equal the the magnitude of removing Steve Kime from this franchise. What's on the shirt? Is it just say buckle the F up? But I want the word, the F word on it spelled okay. out. Great. Yeah. Drop your kids <laughs> off at school with the F word just proudly displayed on your PHNX locker shirt. We already, we already have one on the PHNX locker that has almost the F word yeah, on the it. Yeah, the JJ asterisks. Yeah. Yeah. So we can do that again. Yeah. We were about the profanity here. Uh, locker. Yeah, <laughs> come and die hard. Uh, Howard Balzer, I'm sure, is going to crank out a banger of an article. Howard was reporting this on Sunday, by the way. Yes, Howard Balzer. I, we, I mean, we we said he was breaking news that he's likely to become the new head coach. Uh, smash the promo code Howard H O W A R D. Another dollar ninety nine super chat. Gannon, buckle up versus Russ. Let's ride. I know which one I would rather have. Right. That, Not even close. Yeah, they euthanized that horse. <laughs> you, you well you have to be safe first you have to buckle up before right. you ride so true yeah why not both i'm ready to ride with john gannon i'm fired up uh darren urban says the presser will be thursday morning that's a fucking mistake um i can't <laughs> believe that what are they doing yeah I, I don't see that in the uh in the press release here must have obviously he's inside that building so yeah that's right come, come on guys uh, we love you. We just we just tooted your horn for. Uh, they don't want him to be minutes. on the front page of the Arizona Republic or all the websites locally. <laughs> Come on, it's guys. gonna be a little blurb. I mean, it, and that's no disrespect. No disrespect to John. It's Gannon. Kevin Durant. It's, I know it's KD. It's the Durantula. It's the cards. Come on, cards. Maybe they're like, "What's well, in the morning?" Durant's pressers in the afternoon. I guess. Maybe cool. they'll change. Fifteen that. minutes of headlines. Do we know we got to get not that we don't believe the people in the chat? We love I don't think that Irvin would go public with that if he didn't if it wasn't true. 
Does so, Bidwell know the Durant press conference is on Thursday? I prob- Maybe he I doesn't. Probably not. Oh, man. Interesting. Fun. Lots be, of stuff. Well, you're going to want to be subscribed to PHNX Sports because we're going to have both. We're going to have we're going to have insight. We're going to have all the coverage from both of them. Albeit whenever the Gannon presser is saying, "Do you like the the buckle the fuck up T-shirt idea?" and "Do you is like that over there maker? now?" <laughs> uh, and then Gerald Bourget is going to be at the uh, KD presser and he's going to be asking all the hard hitting questions as well. So somebody asked them why they did the presser on the same day. Somebody needs to ask that. Would there not any other availability for for Gannon's family to come and do that? Come I have on. no idea. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a miss. It's it's already the first misstep. But is it on Gannon? Gannon doesn't make the pressers. Uh, but look, we're gonna we're not gonna do our show at four. This is our show for the day. Obviously, if you want to listen to everything we said about Jonathan Gannon, the hire, who could be some of his coordinators, go find the podcast. Subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a five star rating. We'd really appreciate it. And then we'll be back unless there's breaking news between now and tomorrow's show for PHNX Cardinals. Could happen. But uh, until 4 o'clock tomorrow, barring any big news, enjoy the rest of your day. Johnny, anything else before we get out of here? Buckle up. Subscribe. (laughs) Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. Thank you guys for sticking with us throughout this tenuous, elongated coaching search. 36 days. Pedro, final super chat. Ask for new uniforms, please. You know it. (laughs) Great. I'm going to set the tone with a uniform question. Excuse I'll see me, if Mr. we can work uh, it in. Mr. Gannon, new threads, maybe? <laughs> Pick up some threads, merchandise locker. We'll see you tomorrow. Oh.